So the New Jersey Devils decided to go fishing and they were able to catch a two years worth supply of tuna. So what is Thomas Tatar going to bring to our organization? Let's also discuss his contract and what is our top six going to look like now that he has to be integrated to our organization. And let's just talk about another diamond in the rough for the New Jersey Devils that could potentially pan out well for us because Tatar has had the odds stacked against him before. So why not do it again, especially what happened to him during the course of the Montreal Canadiens playoffs. So we have a lot to break down in this signing episode. I know I'm a few weeks late, but better late than ever. So buckle up, everybody. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alrighty now, what is up New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer and also Devils writer for the hockey writers, Trey Matthews. And it's currently 7.29 p.m. Eastern Time, August 17, 2021 at the time it's recording. And guys, sorry for not posting an episode yesterday, but if you checked out my Twitter, I had myself quite the weekend. So I went to Indianapolis to watch uh, the races from IndyCar to the Xfinity Series and then finally the NASCAR Cup Series race, watching all three races races was super fun and also very tiring at the same time because me and my friend we went to all three races relatively early obviously you know it's hot it's still summertime but you know just going to a historic track and just watching the NASCAR races is a lot of fun so I'm not sure if any of my listeners are NASCAR fans but uh, I just wanted to give you guys that kind of update so my past few weeks have been very busy because if you guys recall a couple weeks ago I couldn't even post uh, a new episode that week uh, due to the fact that I was in uh, Florida with my family on vacation as well at Disney World. So uh, yeah, let's just say it's been fun uh, month of August for me. However, it's also been tiring and very hectic because where am I going with this exactly? Well, I'm kind of behind in giving you guys news, but still, I want to give you guys my two cent opinion on all the signings, the trades, wherever the case might be. So I still want to, uh, you know, provide you guys with that sort of context as to why did the New Jersey Devils make this signing? Why did they make this trade? So no matter how late I am, uh, just know that the reason I am late for doing it is usually within good reason, and I try my best to make it up for you guys. So uh, if you missed the last couple episodes, I spoke to Eddie Lack, former NHL goalie. He also played for the New Jersey Devils, so give that a listen if you haven't done so already. I also talked to Corey Massasak from The Athletic, and we had an overall discussion on the free agency period for the New Jersey Devils and what the future holds for them. So it's been a lot of fun, but ultimately I'm glad to just doing uh centerpiece episodes in terms of signings and uh specific trades whatever the case might be so uh we're going to be talking about Thomas Tatar now I get it this signing happened in early August and it's mid-August and you know we're on that uh spectrum where August is almost over I guess as it's past the 15th but still I want to give you guys my opinions on Thomas Tatar because we got our top six players so uh, what I've been saying this offseason is that the New Jersey Devils, here are their priorities. They need to get a defenseman. Uh, well, you know, let, let, let's just take the NHL draft out of the picture for a second. So here's what I said they had to do during free agency. So they had to uh, get a defenseman. 
check. We got Ryan Graves, and then we got Dougie Hamilton, a big-name free agent. We needed a backup goalie, check. And we also needed a top-six player for extra measure just to give us some more, um, I guess, capability of putting out the best possible roster out there to give us a good amount of offense. And check, we got Thomas Tatar. So Thomas Tatar, he kind of falls under the radar. So he's been a very silent good player, if that makes any sense, because while playing for the Montreal Canadiens, he actually had a pretty good stretch over there in which he was able to play three seasons with them. And we're going to just talk about uh, his history with the Detroit Red Wings. And then we'll talk about his brief stint with the Vegas Golden Knights and how the Montreal Canadiens were also able to get a diamond in the rough in uh, trading for him when he was actually a throw-in piece and you know how they capitalized on that. But first, let's just talk about his contract and break that down for a quick second. So uh, obviously, back in uh, early August, we signed Thomas Tatar to a two-year worth $9 million. So uh, th- that is a lot of money if we're looking at it on paper. And in fact, someone on Twitter, he goes by the name Hockey Economist, he actually said that Thomas Tatar uh, exceeded his overall prediction of being one of the most overpaid uh, players out there in the free agency market by I think a couple million dollars or whatever the case might be and you know he was sarcastically saying you know congratulations on that basically rolled my eyes because here's the thing guys is it a lot of money I guess you can look at it in that context but let's think about this for a second so after the Dougie Hamilton signing we still had some money uh, left over to just spend willy-nilly so remember the Devils we have money to burn Jonathan Bernier uh, you know we signed him to a pretty uh, you know, big contract. If, if you want to look at it like that, it was two years worth $8.25 million. And, uh, you know, we got Dougie Hamilton for seven years. But this is what has to happen for the New Jersey Devils because we need to spend that money. So Thomas Tatar, you know, it, it doesn't hurt us if he gets a couple extra million dollars, especially since the contract is, you know, short term. He signed to two seasons. So it's not like we signed him to like five years and we gave him like, uh, I don't know, let's just double that, $18 million. Or, or, you know, 20 million, somewhere in that ballpark. So, you know, Thomas Tatar, did we overpay him a little bit? I guess so, but at the same time, it's not something to just, you know, have a heart attack over. It's not something to call me out on Twitter and just say, hey, uh, you overpaid him, whatever the case might be. It's just because, like I said, we have money to burn. So, and we still have some money left over, I believe. I need to look at the exact number, but overall, I'm actually happy with this sighting because Tatar could actually be a very solid piece for our first and our second line. But the problem with Thomas Tatar, and I think a lot of people saw this in the playoffs, is that his defense defense is not exactly great. His offense is great, not his defense. So that's also a big question mark that we have to look at because it's one of the reasons why, in my personal opinion, why Thomas Tatar wasn't signed sooner, or it's one of the reasons why the Montreal Canadiens didn't really want him back. And uh, we'll talk about that in a second, but first let's get back to the main topic that I wanted to talk about, which is uh, his stint with the Detroit Red Wings and then uh, obviously his brief stint with the Vegas Golden Knights and how actually the Vegas Golden Knights made a mistake by trading him away. We'll talk about that in a second, but first I want to give you guys the uh, first live read this morning and it comes from betonline.ag. Remember to gamble responsibly. So BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing and you can track all the action at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and info on all your sporting needs including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC MMA action. 
Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign bonuses, and contest information. Don't stay on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams are making their runs to the playoffs in the MLB. Head to the website, use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts, and the second live read comes from Stat Hero. So, do you know 85% of people who play uh, daily fantasy sports lose? Is it really that surprising? The game is rigged against you. You're playing against thousands of other lineups, not to mention experts, and uh, they have more tools and more time. You don't stand a chance. So what's the answer to your predicament? Well, introducing Stat Hero. It's the first ever daily fantasy sportsbook that puts the player in control and winning within reach. Here's how it works. Stat Hero shows you their lineups and dares you to beat them. It's you versus the house in a head-to-head fantasy matchup. You name the stakes, and guess what? Winner take all. You have the advantage. Stat Hero is showing you their lineup ahead of time. No one else does that. So you are in total control. Stat Hero is DFS and the way it is meant to be. One-on-one, play Stat Hero now and change the odds. Go to stathero.com slash locked on, sign up for free, and right now, and you can get three times back on your first play. They're giving you a 300% match. That's unheard of. Go to stathero.com slash locked on. Again, stathero.com slash locked on. Okay, let's get back to talking about Thomas Tatar. So, interesting fact about Tatar, he actually led the Canadians in scoring uh, during the 2019 and 2020 season in which he was able to put up a career-high 61 points. The previous season uh, was his career high. So his first season with the Montreal Canadiens uh, during the 2018-2019 year campaign, he put up 58 points. So the fact that he was improving his points total was very impressive. So 2018-2019, he appeared in 80 games, had 25 goals, 33 assists for a grand total of 58 points. And then the very next season, he appeared in 68 games, had 22 goals, 39 assists for a grand total of 61 points. So 2018-2019, his first career high, and then he was able to top that the very next season, 2019-2020. So I already like the improvement and the fact that he led the Montreal Canadiens in scoring despite it being a shortened year during the 2019-2020 season really says something about his overall potential. This year was kind of a setback for him, so he appeared in 50 games. He had 10 goals, 20 assists for a grand total of 30 points. And I actually asked uh, some of my colleagues at the Locked On Podcast Network, especially Locked On Canadians and Locked On Red Wings, what do they think about Thomas Tatar? They just said, like, you know, uh, his defense is not really that good. He also uh, draws a lot of penalties. So 2018, 2019, 34 minutes in the penalty box. The very next season, 2019, 2020, 36 minutes in the penalty box for Thomas Tatar. So, uh, you know, that's something to keep an eye on. But I like that grit and determination from uh, Tatar, and I feel like he can uh, really be a spark plug for the New Jersey Devils. And, you know, uh, just his overall impact just screams top six players. So maybe it's not the top six player that we had our eyes on because, you know, we had our eyes on Vladimir Tarasenko. However, the thing about Tarasenko, and I believe this is the reason why the Seattle Kraken passed up on him, is because... That shoulder surgery is really setting him back in terms of his value. It seems like, um, you know, the Blues are putting out offers there, but no one is taking them because 
Uh, they totally messed up Tarasenko's uh, process to recovery. Same with how the Buffalo Sabres were handling Jack Eichel and his respective neck injuries. So uh, overall, I think uh, the New Jersey Devils, we just had to pass on, you know, uh, players who can potentially end up on the injured list because we had to deal with a lot of injuries ourselves this past uh, year. So we can't afford to take any chances. We have to remain healthy if we want to be successful, especially in a very tough division. So uh, when looking at Tatar on paper, you say, okay, why wouldn't the Montreal Canadiens want him back? Because he led their team in scoring just a couple seasons ago. Yes, last season was kind of a slow year for him. But overall, it's just like, you know, why why, why not bring him back? Because, you know, he, he could potentially bring you that spark that he was able to do uh, for his first two seasons with your organization. Here's the thing, though. If you watch the playoffs, you, you did you notice Thomas Tatar at all? No, you did not because he was a healthy scratch. He only appeared in five playoff games this year and he only was able to put up one assist and he spent two minutes in the penalty box. So what happened for Thomas Tatar? Well, I told you guys, his defense is not really that great right now. That's why the Montreal Canadiens had to make him a healthy scratch. So he was able to play uh, uh, some games in that uh, Toronto Maple Leaf series. However, uh, it, it just seemed like his impact wasn't there and he was a healthy scratch for game six in the likes of Jake Evans for the Montreal Canadiens. And, you know, even though they didn't win the Stanley Cup finals, the Montreal Canadiens still went there and went pretty far without him. So the fact that they were able to go that far without him really says, you know what, uh, maybe you're just not the best fit as we thought, but you're still a good player. But I think we're set on uh, the direction that we're going in. So I believe just him being a healthy scratch during that Toronto Maple Leaf series was just a big sign for his tenure to end for the Montreal Canadiens. And also keep in mind that he was playing on their first line during uh, the 2019-2020 season with another player that I really like, and that's Brendan Gallagher. So I believe just the players that surround Tatar could really bring out his overall impact. But here's the thing that I need to lead into. So we talked about his overall just uh, lack of impact on the defensive side of things and just the fact that he's not really a two-way player. He's more focused on his offense and his defense is atrocious. Uh, you know, it, it does raise the question, where do we put him on our line? So obviously, he's a top six player. There is no ifs, ands, or buts about that. It's just how do we align the rest of our lineup? So if we're looking at our current lines, let's just... Um, you know, for, for the sake of argument and just where we're at right now, because obviously nothing is set in stone since uh, training camp hasn't begun, exhibition games haven't begun, and obviously the season hasn't begun yet. So let's just uh, just presume that the Devils are going to roll out with the lineup they use to finish out the season. So Quokinen, Hughes, and Sharon Govich on the top line, Heizer, Brat, and Zaka on the second line. And it raises the question, who's going to get knocked out of the top six for the New Jersey Devils? So uh, Quokinen, Hughes, and Sharon Govich, I believe you have to keep those guys together on a line because I believe Jack Hughes has been a great glue piece for Quokinen and Sharon Govich, and I believe if you take uh, Quokinen away from Hughes, then you're not going to see the same production from uh, Yanni Quokinen as you would see if he was paired with Jack Hughes, if that makes any sense. Igor Sharon Govich, I believe that he'll uh, prosper on any top six line uh, out there. And I believe that, you know, if the Devils moved him to the second line, it wouldn't be much of a big deal. Move him to the first line. But keep him with Jack Hughes just to get the overall impact because we saw what happened towards the end of the season, how Quokinen, Sharon Govich, and Hughes just seemed to mesh well together. So 
I don't believe Tatar fits in that overall uh, top line for the New Jersey Devils, but a lot can change, and there is no uh, clear indication as to whether or not Jack Hughes will be the starting centerman for the New Jersey Devils or Nico Heizer. So uh, it, it's just a coin flip. Who do you want on your top line? Do you want Jack Hughes, uh, who had a pretty good sophomore year campaign and has a lot more potential to uh, just tap because uh, you know we've seen some glimpses of greatness from Jack Hughes, but overall, just some things just didn't go his way in terms of maybe the shot just ringing out of the post, uh, just overall not being there at some games. But then you look at Nico Heizer; he missed two thirds of the year due to injury, so that also raises an important question: like, which one do you start? Do you start Jack Hughes or do you start Nico Heizer? So that's another question that I have in mind, and that's probably an episode that I will do later uh, in the future, but. Let's get back to where does Thomas Tatar fit. And uh, honestly, I think I got to put uh, Thomas Tatar with Nico Heizer and Jesper Bratt because uh, Nico Heizer and Jesper Bratt are great two-way players. So if you're uh, able to integrate Thomas Tatar into that line with Nico Heizer and Jesper Bratt, then that's actually a pretty decent, um, you know, band of players that you got because you got Nico Heizer and Brat who are decent two-way players. And I feel like if Nico Heizer works more on the defensive side of things and just overall plays in more games and is able to put up bigger numbers and quite honestly a selkie for uh nico heizer wouldn't be out of the question so if you're able to integrate uh thomas tatar with heizer and brat then uh you hide uh tatar's overall weak defensive ability and uh you're still able to prosper and it won't come back to bite you because tatar doesn't have to rely on someone like Jack Hughes, Sharon Govich, or if we want to reverse it, then he doesn't have to rely on Hughes or Quokinen to try to bail him out on the defensive side of things because I just feel like uh, the, those players that I just listed, Quokinen, Hughes, and Sharon Govich, I just feel as though if you put Tatar on that top line, then none of those players can really, you know, quote-unquote, bail out Tatar on the defensive side of things because they can't even help each other out on the defensive side of things because I feel like Quokinen, Hughes, and Sharon Govich, that top line, the youth line, the kid line, whatever you want to call them, they still need to work on their defensive uh, abilities as well to be great. And then you got Heizer and Brat. And it does raise the question, should Pavel Zaka be removed from the top six? And quite honestly, it is looking that way. However, I am willing to give uh, Zaka some more chances to just capitalize on uh, his overall just playing time and overall just more of a bigger role for him. So that way he's able to just do what he did last season and the season before, which is just show improvement and I understand that people are impatient about Pavel Zaka but here's the thing I'm not giving up on him quite yet I still feel as though he still has a lot of growing left to do so I'm not throwing in the towel quite yet with Pavel Zaka am I open to trading him absolutely but at the same time you know let's not throw in the towel with Pavel Zaka so before we continue, I have to give you guys the third and final live read this morning, and it comes from Bilt Bar. So, did you know that Bilt Bar has so many delicious flavors? There's something for everyone. When you talk to a Bilt Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their face. If you don't know the Bilt Bar flavors, well, you're missing out. They have coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange cookies, and cream, German chocolate. You know what my favorite flavor is? Well, I love coconut. So, if you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mix box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Built Bars the best tasting protein bars ever, but they're super healthy as well. Check out these statistics. They have 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. So order today and get that grasshopper cookie or raspberry or whatever you like. So 
Built Bar was the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Isn't that really cool? So the offer is go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15. Again, go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your first order. So Thomas Tatar actually has the capability of possibly exceeding expectations for the New Jersey Devils. And quite honestly, you know, I am definitely not going to lose sleep at night with this contract, despite some people saying that he got overpaid. But uh, you know what? I'm willing to take a risk on him. And he does provide us some playoff experience. Not a whole lot, but still some is better than what a lot of other uh, players like Jack Hughes, Yanni Pokenin, Nico Heizer, um, uh, Igor Sharagovich. That's a lot more than what those guys could say. Mackenzie Blackwood, wh- whatever you want to play it. So he has a lot more playoff experience than a lot of our guys on our team. So uh, if you guys remember, um, Tatar was traded to the Montreal Canadiens with Nick Suzuki and a second round draft pick in 2019 in exchange for uh, Max Pacioretty. So here's the thing. In that Pacioretty deal, Suzuki was the centerpiece and Tatar was the throw-in. So obviously Nick Suzuki panned out well for the Montreal Canadiens. He was one of the leaders of the team that sent them to the Stanley Cup Finals this past season. And uh, Tatar was a throw-in. And Tatar exceeded expectations. Like, nobody expected for him to lead uh, the Montreal Canadiens in scoring uh, about a season ago. And he was topping his career high. So I'm just saying, like, you know, the, the fact that people are throwing Tatar under the rug, he's been thrown under the rug before and he's exceeded expectations. So we're not looking for anything spectacular, but we definitely needed some extra firepower to our offense because our offense wasn't the best in uh, the NHL. And uh, Pavel Zaka was our leader in points this season, finally. But the catch was that there are so many other players who were ahead of Pavel Zaka in terms of point production. So Zaka's point production was one of the lowest in the NHL in terms of uh, leaders of the team. So I'm just putting that out there. So we definitely needed some extra firepower. And bringing in Tatar, while it's not the top six player that we uh, wanted... It's still a decent top six player. So we got our top six guy and the New Jersey Devils. We went fishing and we caught a tuna. And quite honestly, guys, he's been slept on before. And I feel as though um, Tatar has a lot to bring to this organization. And I can't recall if he's the one who said this or someone else. He said the reason he wanted to come to the New Jersey Devils was because he wanted to be a part of something special. And this team is going to be very interesting to watch. Are we going to be a contender? Absolutely not. But we can still be a wild card team if all goes well for us. So, uh, Tatar, uh, I'm just looking for what he was able to do during the 2018 and 2019 season for the Montreal Canadiens and just overall be tops on our team in point production and just be that uh, overall impact player that we need and this overall just, uh, I guess, veteran leadership for this young top six. So, if we're looking at our top six right now, uh, you know, we got Kwokinen, who was a rookie. We have Igor Sharangovich who was also a rookie. Then we got uh, Jack Hughes, second-year campaign. Then we got uh, Nico Heizer. He's still relatively young. Then we look at someone like uh, Jesper Bratt. He is also relatively young. And then uh, for Pavel Zaka, you know, he was drafted in 2015, but he is still relatively young. So a lot of young uh, pieces on this roster, and especially with the trade of Zajac and Paul Mary a few months ago, we definitely needed someone who was, like, I guess, uh, in their 30s. And uh, Thomas Tatar, uh, he is 30 years of age, and he will turn 31 this December. So he is a great left winger. And overall, I think this uh, really tells that I think Pavel Zaka, I think uh, he'll get to play center again. However, it might be on Miles Wood's line, especially since there's an opening right now since um, 
uh, Nathan Bastion is no longer on our roster. So uh, there's a lot of question marks still. And overall, could uh, Tatar uh, do what he did for the Montreal Canadiens a couple seasons ago? Like I said, this past season was kind of a letdown for uh, Tatar, especially being a healthy scratch during uh, a magnificent playoff run for the Montreal Canadiens. But uh, I, I believe the Montreal Canadiens just said, you know what, since we were able to go pretty far without your production in the playoffs, I think um, your time is uh, done with us. But Tatar, uh, definitely not anything to hold his head down about. Now he can come over to the New Jersey Devils and take us far in the playoffs maybe and just redeem himself because he's been slept on before and I feel like he has a lot to prove. And like I said, he had a pretty decent career with the Detroit Red Wings. Um, he uh, was a throw-in piece uh, during that uh, Montreal Canadiens and Vegas Golden Knight trade. So we know what he could potentially do if the cards are stacked against him. But overall, for right now, that's about all the time I have for you guys today. Thanks for listening. We talked about Tatar's contract. We talked about his overall impact. We talked about what led him to the New Jersey Devils. And overall, I, I think people should at least entertain the thought of maybe Tatar, you know, just providing some sort of impact for our organization and overall uh, i'm really excited because i love me some tuna so hopefully thomas tatar is able to just uh bring the energy and just uh bring the same impact that he was able to bring for the montreal canadians just a couple seasons ago because remember when they got tatar you know look, look where they're at now compared to a couple years ago i'm just saying so uh i'm just saying let's just uh give tatar a chance and is it the top six player that we wanted? No, but at the same time, I think you should be at least satisfied with it. That's all I'm saying. So uh, continue to stay safe and have a wonderful day, New Jersey. I will catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening. And go Devils.